what up what up folks what's going on welcome to the spun today podcast the only podcast that is anchored in writing but unlimited in scope i'm your host tony ortiz and i appreciate you listening this is episode 240 of the spun today podcast and in this episode i have a throwback thursday treat for you guys i am resharing an episode that is about eight years old literally the 24th episode that i ever did about the first time out of three that i traveled to india for those of you who are frequent listeners of the show you may or may not know that i do have a day job in finance that's what pays the bills until you find folks start using the affiliate links more often which can be found at sponsor.com forward slash support as well as purchasing some merch and buying all of my books and telling all your friends about it books of which can be found at sponsor.com forward slash books so until i can walk away from wall street with a couple new york times bestsellers under my belt or a few movies that were optioned for movies or a full-length series or two on netflix or amazon wishful thinking but hey why not dream a little bit right give myself a little motivational fodder there but such is the case now as it was back in 2015 when i put out the original india part one so the company that i worked for then essentially outsourced a bunch of jobs and i was part of a team that went over there to train up that new staff and in doing so i shared all of my experiences with you guys from flying business class for the first time on a fancy plane staying at a bougie hotel taking in a lot of the touristy and cultural sites that india had to offer and i recorded a lot of it while i was there so it's definitely a good episode that i'll probably re-listen to just to reminisce a bit and if you like it there's a couple other ones from i think india part two is a second part but breaking down more details from that very first trip and then i have an india part three which i think was related to the second or third trip there so there's a few more episodes if again you're interested and i just wanted to record this quick little intro to apologize in advance for the sound quality and or editing skills or lack thereof Again, it's many years old, this episode. I've learned more about podcasting and producing and sound quality over the years, as one does when you just do something for a long time. So a lot of the ums and teeth smacking and long pauses in thought that I would normally cut out of an episode that I record now, I didn't as much then. So again, apologies in advance, but the content uh, the essence of the episode is definitely a good one and a worthwhile listen. So without further ado, I'm going to share a very quick way that you all can help support this podcast, the Spun Today podcast, if you so choose. Your support means a ton and gets me a touch closer to the aforementioned dream. So here's a quick way that you can help support, and then we'll jump right into the episode. Support the Spun Today podcast by following me on social at Spun Today on Twitter, at Spun Today on Instagram. Please also check out and like my Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash Spun Today, and subscribe to my YouTube page as well. On my YouTube page, not only will you get these full-length episodes, but you'll also get to check out some chopped up clips and bonus content. To get to my YouTube page, just search Spun Today on YouTube, or click on any of the YouTube icons on the footer of my website. Also, don't forget to rate and review this podcast wherever it is that you're listening. It really does help. What's going on? Welcome to the Spun Today podcast. 
I'm your host, Tony Ortiz, and I am back from India, like I told you guys I would be, or like I told you guys I hoped I'd be. So I made it there and back. This is episode number 24 of the Spun Today podcast. For those of you that haven't been listening uh, to the last few episodes, let you guys know that I was going to India for work. I uh, got uh, lucky and um, the company I work for needed to do some training overseas and they decided to send me to represent the department that I work in and I got a free trip out of it and it was pretty cool. It was a shitload of work but I uh, optimized my time on the weekends, sacrificed sleep and I got to see a lot of cool shit. This is the first of two episodes that I'm going to do about the trip. And basically, I recorded like f- five different... Uh, I was there for three weeks, right? Um, I recorded five different recordings uh, throughout the time that I was there. Uh, kind of, you know, spread throughout the, the three weeks. So it was kind of like an update. Each episode was like an update of what I had been up to, what I had seen, and stuff like that. So this is the first episode of the two. And in this first episode, I'm going to release three of the recordings, um, which will probably get you through like the first like two weeks or so that I was there. And the final two recordings were like the, the final week, like towards the tail end of it. Literally, I think like the n- night before I left, I recorded the last the last um, portion of it. Also sprinkled throughout, like to divide uh, each uh, divide up each recording. I'm going to play some Indian music that the group that I was training, I asked each of them to like give me a YouTube link to like their favorite songs. And they did. And I went through a bunch of them and whichever ones uh, sounded uh, pretty cool to me. I decided to include them in the episode kind of to go with the ambiance of putting you guys on to my experience over there in India. And what I tried to do with this uh, with all these recordings, basically, it's kind of uh, what I like the most out of podcasts. And like when I listen to the podcast, like the Joe Rogan experience or any of the dozens of others that, that I listen to. Uh, Good Times with Steve Simone, The Skeptic Tank with Ari Shafir, uh, The Church of What's Happening Now with Joey Coco Diaz. Um, My favorite aspects of them is their, uh, you know, like un- unedited uh uncut raw authenticity of them and uh just getting like a feeling of like being in the room with those people you know having those conversations and um you know when they speak about like the comedy store and shit like that when i go visit it which i plan to do um hopefully in the near future uh out in cali um, and it was going to feel like, oh shit, this is the room that they were talking about in this episode, or, you know, this is there, or if you go left, you can see that and like shit like that, you know, they, I don't know, to me, it like puts you, puts you onto shit that you're not otherwise exposed to, um, which I wanted to do for anyone that may not be exposed to, to India. And, you know, I had, uh, the good fortune of being able to go and visit and had an overall, uh, good time and it was a great experience. And I uh, just wanted to share it with you guys and uh, let you guys into it. Uh, pretty much let me know what you guys think of the episode, as usual. 
you know, you can hit me up a slew of different ways now. Um, uh, most of which would be on Twitter at Spun Today. You can reach out to me. Uh, you can also reach out to me on Instagram at Spun Today also on the Facebook fan page facebook.com forward slash spun today which by the way concurrent with this episode that's coming out uh today's today's monday today's monday june 29th this episode will be coming out on thursday july 2nd um concurrent with that i'm gonna upload a shitload of pics uh just like the you know like i randomly took um on my trip uh, these are just gonna be like phone quality pictures and some videos, if Facebook could upload videos, I'm not sure. Um, all in like one album. And I'm going to title it the same title of this podcast, which is India Part 1. Um, so this way, you know, you guys can take a look at, uh, you know, different pictures that I took throughout the trip. And um, actually, I'm probably just going to call it India because I don't remember like w- which places I spoke about in which uh, of the episodes. Uh, I guess I could kind of like guesstimate it but whatever it's going to be uh either india part one and india part two or just like one photo album called india and it's just going to have you know pictures of different places that i got to see as well as like a wedding uh that i crashed or that we crashed while at the hotel which is pretty pretty fucking cool it's one of my favorite things out there um at the hotel there was a wedding you know it's a traditional Indian wedding that uh, takes like seven days and it culminates with the celebration that we uh, wound up walking into and uh, we just wanted to go see because we see horses and umbrellas and all these colors and flowers and um, and uh, uh, drums and music and fireworks and it was dope so we, we went out to go see go take a look at it it was like in the same hotel that we were staying at and they wound up inviting us into the wedding and like insisting that we like take pictures with them there was there was like a, a stage and and it was pretty fucking trippy and it was pretty cool also there's pictures of that and just a bunch of shit um that you guys are going to listen to uh throughout the the separate recordings to kind of sort of give you like a visual to go along with all the all the audio and shit uh what else what else uh aside from that you can also uh reach out to me and or follow me on that's like called tumblr uh all these episodes are released on of course itunes and on stitcher which hopefully you can rate and review uh, the podcast on each of those forums and also um the podcast episodes are also released on tumblr spuntodaypodcast.tumblr.com you can reach my youtube fan page where you can also find all of these episodes at uh (laughs) youtube.com the actual link for uh the correct youtube url just find it on my website that's the easiest way spuntoday.com go to the bottom on the uh like the footnote section click on the youtube link and it'll take you right over there if youtube's your thing also to support the podcast you can shop on amazon by going through the amazon portal on my website at spuntoday.com forward slash contact at the top center of the page there's a banner uh, to Amazon, click on it. It'll take you to Amazon's website. You do your shopping, buy your shit, uh, like you normally do. And it doesn't cost you anything extra, but Amazon 
will kick me back uh, I think it's like two or three pennies on the dollar just for uh, driving traffic towards their website and that would help a bunch and would really appreciate it if you guys want to want to hook it up that way um what else what else mm, something I'm really looking forward to which by the next uh podcast unless I record it before beforehand uh, like the intro and outro for it um that i'm looking forward to are the uh, ufc fights that are coming up very very big card including robbie lawler and roy mcdonald which is gonna be a dope fight uh i like robbie like the fact that he uh kind of sort of waited in the wing for a long time grinded it out and was, was always been like a hard worker and um Realized becoming the champion recently. Uh, but Roy McDonald, I really like uh, for a while. So I'm rooting for Rory in that one. And then you have uh, uh, the co main event Conor McGregor and Jose Aldo, which is going to be a sick fight. It's fucking really hyped up like crazy. Um, Conor McGregor is just like this, this like shit talker to like to the max. Like fucking like super confident cocky irish dude um they compare him at least like uh talking wise and uh his ability to generate attention in the media to muhammad ali then you have jose aldo which is like a like a stone cold kind of kind of um not too talkative uh brazilian cat that he has literally not lost a fight in i think it's 10 years or nine years and successfully over and over and over and over and over again defends his title. He's a fucking beast. Um, and it's going to be sick. It's going to be a sick fight. I was listening to one of the uh, Fight Companion podcasts on JRE. And they were speaking about this kid that Jose Aldo got to train with him. That I uh, looked him up and, and saw a few of his like highlights and and who they compare him to and shit like that. And they compare him a lot to Conor McGregor. Um, and a lot of people say, like, in terms of, like, his fighting style. And even the way he, he looks a little bit. Um, he's a young guy. He's, like, 25 years old from Brazil. His name is Bila... B... Bila... Bilarinho. I should know how to say this. Bilarinho. Um, he fights from jungle, the jungle fight camp or something like that. It's like a, a league in Brazil and he's the champion in that league. Uh, he's like six and oh, with like five or six knockouts or five knockouts and one TKO or something like that. But he's like a, like a beast up and coming dude. A lot of comparisons to Conor McGregor and Jose Aldo has him, uh, training against them and, or, you know, training with them in his training camp. And I don't know, I, I, like, I would want McGregor to win, because overall, I think it, I agree that it would be, like, um, a stronger, I guess, like, a better, not play, because it's not, not, like, fixed or anything like that, but, like, um, the outcome would be more beneficial for the business of UFC as a whole, because he's much more marketable than, than Jose Aldo, but, um, going for Jose Aldo in that fight. And I think he's gonna he's gonna pull it off, um, if he can fight, cause he has uh, like a fucked up rib or some shit. I think he hasn't been able to train for like the last like week or two weeks or some shit like that. And tomorrow's a deciding factor if he's gonna be able to 
to fight because he's going to try to train. If he goes successful, he'll move on to, to fight week. And if not, then he's going to step aside. And Chad Mendes, uh, which is also a beast, um, has only lost twice, both of which have been to actually Jose Aldo for the title. Uh, but uh, Chad Mendes would step in and fight uh, Conor McGregor, which would be dope also. But definitely, definitely would rather see Conor McGregor and Jose Aldo if I had the choice. So I'm um, looking forward to that. And what else? Fourth of July is coming up. Hope you guys enjoy it. Barbecue, have fun, watch fireworks. And lastly, but not leastly, uh, before I start off with the episode, I wanted to remind you guys, anybody who's a creative type or passionate about something or likes doing something or has a hobby that they want to speak about or, you know, likes to write uh, like I do or, you know, paint or whatever the fuck it is that you're into, I have this questionnaire uh, slash survey thing on my website, 25 questions, and it's a good opportunity for you to share with other people and other listeners of the podcast uh, now and in the future um, certain insights to what it is that you're passionate about and and the questions are I kind of set them up in a way to for people to be able to listen to the answers and gain something from it including myself like different tips on how to uh, you know how you stay motivated to do what it is that you're into and how do you, how you you know get yourself to sit down and do the work and and just kind of like insight of you know why you love what it is that you do and stuff like that. It's just five questions, like I said. You can fill out the survey. It'll come directly to me, uh, to my email address, which is spun today at gmail dot com, and I will read your responses on a future episode of the podcast. And you also have the option to remain anonymous if you so choose. And that's pretty much it, guys. Let me know what you think. Thank you very much again for listening. This is episode number 24 of the Spun Today podcast. Once again, I'm your host, Tony Ortiz. And this is India part one. Hope you guys enjoy. చినట్టు వింతగా ఆకాశం మంచు తాకుతున్న గుండెనే కొరుక్కు తిన్న కళ్ళు చూసినంతనే మనస్సు నవ్వే మొదటిసారి ఎంఆర్పిది ఎడారి ఎండమావి ఉప్పెనై ఉంచెనే కలే కాదుగా నీ వల్లనే భరించలేని తీపి బాధలే What's up guys This is India recording day one. Um, it's my second day here, my second full day. Yesterday we arrived and um, I figured before I start, uh, you know, like forgetting shit that I want to mention um, to help like capture this whole experience of being on the other side of the planet for the first time uh that I actually just record it in like sections and I'll see what it accumulates to maybe it'll wind up turning into like a multiple multiple part uh series or a uh, set of episodes for the podcast and but we'll see again this is the the first recording so first thing I got to say is 
flying business class is fucking dope. <laughs> I never have, can never afford that shit on my dime or like first class, obviously, or anything like that. So, and I've also never been on a flight that's like longer than I think like five hours. To go to DR, which I've been to a bunch of times, it's about three and a half to four hours. And uh, aside from that, I've been, you know, to like Florida and Costa Rica and like shit like that. So nothing, nothing crazy like this. So the way it worked with uh, coming to India is that uh, we flew business class because uh, it was for work and it was two flights. The first flight was from JFK to Abu Dhabi and that was a 13 and a half hour flight. Or 13 hour flight one of the two and it was fucking awesome my god the best way to fucking fly <laughs> i'll tell you it's uh so you get in you have like these personal little like pods and you're literally not next to anyone because even the the seats that are next to each other it's kind of like shifted a little bit in in the sense that it's not like directly next to each other like one will be like a few feet forward and the other one would be like a few feet behind like the ones that are like left to right um and it's only like four seats uh that are next to each other right there's one window seat which i had which is dope so you're by yourself then you have the aisle then you have the person to your right which is a little ahead from you then the person to their right which is like in the middle also a little like behind them and then you have another aisle and on then on the right hand side another window seat and the uh, the first thing that got me was the like you sit down it's like a little pod a really comfortable seat the seat has fucking uh, a massager on it and you know you have the controls like on your uh, on your chair right like on the left side like you know like when you recline it and and stuff like that and in there it has the options for a massager for like a little uh, spotlight fucking reading light thing um the other light from the top and stuff like that it has like multiple settings to the massager too uh, so you have like for your back your butt your leg like stuff like that it was really cool then you have a uh like a foot rest thing uh, that you know you like put your feet up and right i guess <laughs> that's what a foot rest is you put your feet up on it and uh like you have space like to your left you also have like a little desk area where you can write like without having to pull down like the the food tray thing um but that wasn't like huge or anything it's like a little little desk area where you could like put your phone and wallet and like shit like that it has like a couple shelves on it actually which is pretty dope and um the like that pod turns into a bed so you have uh like the option to you know like to recline and like stuff like that and then it turns into like a full-fledged bed they also give you two like one big pouch which is a blanket in it um you know you obviously have a pillow uh, with your seat and uh then you have another another little pouch that's like uh, like a complimentary uh little pouch of stuff 
and I just put that to the side. I don't even like open it or anything like that in the beginning. Um, and you have like a TV in front of you. Then uh, to your left, where where the like the controls are for like reclining the chair and stuff like that, there's a remote that's like on a wire that like pops out that you like pull out, and you use that to control uh, the TV that's in front of you. You literally have uh, like a hundred movies, uh, like new releases and shit like that. I actually saw Ex Machina again, which I wanted to see. Um, if you guys listened to the uh, previous podcast, I mentioned it. I rewatched that. I saw I saw another movie that. Oh, and, and speaking of those movies, there's like a couple quotes that I wrote down from from them on my phone, which I thought were pretty dope, which I'll share with you guys. Um, but first, let me tell you guys what the other movie is. I saw, what is it? Fuck. Project Project Almanac. That's what it is. It's uh, like a time travel movie. I'm like into time traveling shit. And uh, that show was pretty good. I liked it. Uh, I really enjoyed it. I remember seeing like the, the previews for it when it was coming out in theaters. And I thought that it could be good. Um, but that they could also like fuck it up like most time travel movies and um, this one was done really well I really liked it actually Um, so I recommend that if you guys want to see it and what else oh it also has like uh, oh let me tell you the quotes actually from Ex Machina that I thought was pretty dope Um, the like rich billionaire dude in the movie uh, spoiler alert, which is like the creator of uh, Google, pretty much, for, like, within that movie. I think it's called, like, Blue Book or something like that. Um, he says, if you're going to exist, why not enjoy it? Uh, which I thought was pretty cool. And I guess you got to see it, like, in its full context to, like, really get that one. And then he also, uh, referring to uh, Jackson uh, Pollock which was a painter, apparently. He was speaking about how he <clears throat> used to paint um, kind of like in a flow state and just, you know, randomly paint and not really, like, plan it or anything like that. And he says he described it as being not deliberate, not random, someplace in between. They called it automatic heart. I thought that was pretty dope, that uh, that line there. Uh, so I decided to share it with you guys. <clears throat> All right, so um, then they have, like, a bunch of TV shows. They have the news, like, BBC, CNN, uh, a couple other ones. Um, what else? Uh, and they had video games. That was fucking pretty cool. <laughs> I, fucking, I was playing, like, video games, too, and it has, like, old-school shit, like uh, Street Fighter. Oh, yeah, so the remote, like, it has, like, all those controls, right? And then you flip it over, and it's literally, like, a legit joystick. It looks like a... Like an old like Super Nintendo, if you guys remember that, like that type of joystick, um, or controller rather. Like on the right side, it has A, B, Y, and X, and you know the, on the top it has the left and the right uh, trigger buttons. And then on the left, it has like the D pad, and it's pretty dope. It was pretty cool. And I played Street Fighter Two uh, on there, uh, Tetris, Mini Golf, fucking uh, it has Hangman, chess. Uh, like a car racing game, uh, asteroids, like a whole bunch of shit. Um, so it was pretty cool, you know, to in terms of like entertainment. 
and it's all like included with with uh, the tickets and stuff. You don't have to like like uh, pay to play or anything like that. Um, what else? Oh, and on that uh, thing also on that TV, it has the option to see two different cameras: a front viewing camera, which is literally uh, what the pilot is is looking at. Like, there's a camera like on the nose or like somewhere up there, like in the front, which is really cool. Um, so like when you're taking off and landing, actually, uh, took a couple videos of, of it. Um, you guys could like see all that. And then there's also like a landscape camera that shows you, uh, a camera view from underneath, like where the tires would be or where the wheels would come out and you see under the plane, um, which is really cool too. Like when you're approaching and landing and stuff like that to, to see, to see the view through there. And I thought that was pretty cool. I hadn't seen that before. And it was like super fancy from the like the service, the like the stewardesses and shit like that. They all have like these old school like stewardess getups. I don't know if you guys ever saw the movie Catch Me If You Can with Leonardo DiCaprio. If you haven't, it's a really dope movie. You should check it out. In that movie, uh, they show the stewardesses like with those like I don't know like beret looking hats and scarves and gloves and like stuff like that that's how the stewardesses were all dressed um here and uh the etihad fucking um uh plane sounds really cool that was uh like cool to see also and yo the food dope like really awesome like gourmet type fucking restaurant shit um it didn't look like the fucking school lunches that I'm used to getting at in in like coach fucking school lunch TV dinner looking things. Um, this was like Chilean sea bass seared with queso yo cuanto and blah 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 and and you know lemon garlic mashed potatoes and and like dope dope choices right uh, and really tasty like I had that. As a meal, I had uh, when I woke up. Oh, I by the way, I slept also like very comfortably for seven, like six or seven hours, um, which was really cool. Um, after I got like tired, and then I woke up. Um, oh, hold up! I forgot to tell you guys almost like the best part. There is, um, like drinks obviously, right? So I had a I had my whiskey on the rocks like I normally do. Uh, I had Glen Levitt. Those uh, they had that black label, um, and uh, the Glen Levitt twelve years single malt. Um, and when when they bring you drinks, they give you these warm, slightly spicy nuts, like assorted nuts, which are fucking delicious. Holy shit, are they good? Um, they're slightly warm or like toasted. Um, I guess is the the right phrase to say and it's like almonds and cashews and peanuts um and it has like a, a slight uh, like spice to it like spiciness so fucking dope i want to see if i find them shits or something like it or fucking make them or it was fucking delicious and perfect compliment to to some whiskey so i had a bunch of those and um and whatever I wound up knocking out slept like seven hours and the next day I 
I woke up or the next, like, whatever, whenever I woke up, I don't know if it was, like, day or night or whatever, the, uh, I had breakfast. I had, like, this warm, like, really tasty oatmeal, like, without exaggeration. It was, like, the the tastiest oatmeal that I've ever had. And I'm not just, like, saying that's a bullshit. Like, it was really good. But, um, And, like, raisins in it and shit like that. They also brought me, like, a warm croissant with some uh, jelly and uh, a, another, like, a Danish and uh cafe latte. It was just dope, man. Like, everything was, like, to the nines. And uh, really good. The service was awesome. Everybody was friendly and nice and, and shit like that. And... Um, you know what did suck? The bathrooms. I guess that's something they can never, like, do anything about. Right? Bathrooms in a fucking plane are always going to be, like, shit. Um, oh, yeah, but then when I wake up in the morning before I had breakfast, actually, I went um, uh, to the bathroom, and I was thinking, I was like, fuck, you know, I just slept, you know, like, I would normally, like, six or seven hours a night. I need to, like, brush my teeth and, and shit like that, like, I wonder, you know, what I'm going to do. I'm trying to think in my head, like, where did I pack my, my um, like, toothbrush and toothpaste and shit like that. And then I remember the, like, that little complimentary pouch thing that they gave us. If and I was going to open the toothbrush and toothpaste. Like, that would be the place that they would, like, put it, right? Kind of made sense. And I opened it up, and lo and behold, there was a, a toothbrush and some fresh toothpaste. Mouthwash, I think, too. And I don't know what else. Like, that's all I used. I grabbed from there, went to the bathroom, brushed my teeth, freshened up. They have some fucking, uh, like, face mist and fucking cream and hand sanitizer and a few items like that that I wasn't uh, accustomed to in coach. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, it was pretty dope. Then I went back to my seat and had breakfast, um, fucking read a little bit, wrote a little bit, and... It was pretty awesome. It was pretty cool. So then we touched down in Abu Dhabi. And oh, hold up. I forgot to tell you guys before I left JFK. I got uh, like picked up at home or whatever. Drove to uh, to the airport and then had like two hours to kill or something like that before the flight. Part of uh, the flight is uh, a lounge for you to chill at where there's like unlimited food and drinks and like shit like that also. Um, so I had, like, decent food and pastries there. Um, a few, I think I had, like, Red Label on the rocks there. I had a couple of those and before getting on the plane, so that was cool. So then when we get to Abu Dhabi, it's the same thing because uh, there's a connecting flight because that, like, big jet or something like that can't fly, can't fly into um, India's, like, small airport, I guess. Uh, so there's a connecting flight in Abu Dhabi. And... Uh, when we were waiting for that flight, uh, there's also a lounge, which was actually nicer than the JFK lounge, uh, to me, and um, just had like some fr- like assorted fruits and um, like little uh, custards and pies and like Jello and like shit like that. We're killing time, drank some water, and just chilled there. Yo, the bathroom in there that has uh, like the men's room or whatever has. You know, like a regular men's room, then it uh, has a separate door in it that you could go into, and it's like a, a private bathroom. You could, like, close it off and literally take a shower there. They have towels. They have robes. Um, 
which I thought was pretty cool. I didn't do it. I didn't use it, but yeah, I thought it was pretty cool. And what else? So then, and Abu Dhabi was pretty cool. I was listening to, I I tried recording on my phone. I, I'm not sure how it came out, but a recording of like certain like announcements that I heard that were like in a language that I didn't recognize, obviously, and like singing and like the Indian sounding like singing. And I'm gonna try to to play that maybe like in between recordings uh, of these when I you know put the podcast together eventually. Um, uh, to try to give you guys a bit of a bit of a background experience, kind of like the episode that I did, uh, the engage engagement episode when I went to DR and I had some like background sounds and noises and stuff like that. I'm gonna try to do something similar to that uh, with this one <clears throat> to try to uh, immerse you guys a little bit in the process and by the way like this whole like i'm recording this as uh like a way for me to like capture like my experience because it's something i'm excited about personally you know i've never been to india i've never been like on a business trip like this or or anything like that so this is all like new to me and it's definitely not trying to sound like a braggadocio type of fucking like hockey thing i'm just going through this now I wanted to share with you guys because me personally I like like behind the scenes like type of shit and which is like uh, something that I get from like podcasts that I listen to like there's like uh, like an undertone of that like an essence of, uh, of kind of like insider information if you will or uh, I can't think of the, the right words but behind the scenes type shit you know what I mean and this is like what that's supposed to be kind of like to document the experience like for me myself for me to look, be able to look back on um in the future and for anybody else that either has uh gone through a similar experience and wants to compare or uh, people that haven't you know i would have loved to listen to something like this um it, you know before like actually coming and you know just to kind of get like a feel for what to expect and stuff like that so whatever so if there's some of you like there uh, like that out there, then, then, uh, you might enjoy this as well, but, yeah, don't mistake that with, like, you know, being cocky, or, like, who the fuck does this dude think he is, or, you know, like, any type of shit like that, because it couldn't be further from the truth, um, I have a fucking nine-to-five desk job, and just wound up in a position of, uh, we need somebody to go over there to do some training and shit like that, and they chose me, so I got lucky, and, but I'm fucking enjoying it. You know what I mean? Make the best out of it. Um, and I'm going to be here, uh, if I didn't tell you guys before, for three weeks. You know, like away from my family and shit like that. So that's the, the tough part. Away from my parents, my brother, you know, my fiance. And, you know, just, you know, my regular life. But um, definitely going to make the best out of it while I'm here. And try to share that with you guys so where was i the so we're in abu dhabi airport we're in the lounge and then we're going to board the second plane which is a smaller plane it's not uh it's still business class obviously but it's not um uh, it's a smaller plane so there's no like pods and beds and stuff like that because it's not meant for um shit like that i guess is meant for like long those long 13 14 15 hour flights and shit it's not like uh, uh, for these like three and a half hour flights or four hour flights, which it was 
from Abu Dhabi to uh, Hyderabad, India. And but it was still dope, you know. It's like the seats that I'm, I used to see, like when walking through, I guess not JetBlue, but like Delta or American. Um, when you walking through like first in business class and making your way all the way back to coach, <laughs> um, then you see like those seats that they're like bigger and like comfier and you know have like the leather and shit like that. Um, it was those. Which is which was cool. Obviously not as good as the fucking first plane, but it was, you know, doper than anything I was used to again. So that was cool. And on that that flight, that second flight, I actually saw another movie. As well as had some like really bang I d I didn't feel like eating or anything. So I just had a couple drinks. Well, more than a couple drinks. I I think I had one of having like three or four Glenn Levitts on the rocks on that flight. And a really banging dessert. Um, which I don't even know. I don't remember what it was. It was like warm chocolate, salted caramel, whipped cream, something or other. Um, and it was really cool. It looked awesome too. I took a picture of it. Wait, oh, which is another thing. I'm gonna try to to. I'm not gonna post like pic like all these pictures like from the trip like on the website because you know that's where I I keep the quote-unquote photography stuff um but i am going to probably put it like on the facebook on the facebook fan page which you guys can check out at facebook.com forward slash spun today um just to give you guys like a, a bit of context put a, a little visual to to this audio stuff so probably on there i'm not sure yet but i'll keep you guys posted because again this is when i put together this episode it's going to be like after i get back which is going to be like close to a month from now um, but I saw on that flight I watched another movie, <clears throat> which was a most violent year, which was really good, and um, I enjoyed it. I liked that, and there was an actor on there which I hadn't seen before. He reminded me of the dude that played Lucky Luciano. I don't know if you guys saw Boardwalk Empire. He reminds me of that dude, um, and I actually thought it was him for a little bit, and then realized it wasn't, and um. Uh, yeah, but it was a, a pretty good movie. It was de decent to watch. And there were a few quotes on there that I wanted to share, one of which I think I'm going to free write about. But I'll share it with you guys now anyway. Which is... Or maybe both of them, but we'll see. The first one is, when it feels scary to jump in, that is exactly when you jump. Otherwise, you end up staying in the same place your whole life. And that, I can't do. That was one quote which I liked. And the second one is, you're looking backwards. Look forward. That's the only thing you can control. I thought those two quotes from the movie were uh, pretty cool. That's why I wrote them down. And uh, what else? Then we get to India. We have... Uh, uh, few i don't know why but fucking it was three of us flying right and they got us three separate chauffeurs or cars or whatever and we're all going to the same place but whatever it was included i guess so it seems like a waste of money but um it's not my money <laughs> um what should we call it so three different chauffeurs and then we drive out to the hotel 
and we get to the hotel. It looks really nice from outside. And oh, but like on the way, th- this is something that I noticed. At least, I mean, I haven't been many places. I've been to DR, like I said, um, outside of the U.S. Uh, I've been to DR. I've been to Costa Rica, and now India. Um, but it's something I noticed when I went to Costa Rica, and I, I think it solidified it for me um, in this trip here to India. Is that once you get outside of the U.S., like all the you know everything else is not everything else, but a lot else is like a third world country or developing country. It's it seems like all the same shit to me, um, and not sh- I don't mean shit like you know like piece of shit or anything like that. I'm just saying that it all seems the same to me, just like with a slightly different flavor. You know what I mean? Con un sazón diferente. In Costa Rica, it looked just like DR. Um, the same type of like poverty, the same type of like where there isn't poverty, like that same type of like style. Um, and uh, just with the people are slightly different. They still spoke Spanish, obviously. Um, but you know it just has like a slightly different flavor to it and then india i see this same exact thing um it feels feels like dr like when i was on on my way from the airport just instead of a bunch of dominicans we got a bunch of indians around <laughs> you know what i mean so you know again same thing like with the poverty that you see same thing with like with the crazy driving and motorcycles and like shit like that um all of which I experienced in DR, like I said, and in Costa Rica, and now here. So I don't know if that's literally common to everywhere, um, but whatever. That's my experience thus far. And what else? Oh yeah, so we get to the to the hotel that we're staying at, which is you know really nice, and we get to the room. And the rooms are dope. I really like the room. I'm going to be super comfortable here um, for the duration of my stay. Uh, you know, like king-size bed, a couch with fucking foot resting on it, a big work desk, like an L-shaped desk that's abnormally extra long. <laughs> like a dope bathroom with like see-through glass walls all around it. And it has this really... Co- I, I, I'm, I don't know. I get impressed by fucking stupid shit. So there's this, like, uh, like button you press in the bathroom because it's like a glass wall, right? Yeah, I, you could see it, like, from, the from like, the bedroom or, like, the bed area or whatever. You can literally look at the, the uh, like, the bathroom. You can see through the, the glass glass wall. That's what it is. But there's, a, like, a button in the bathroom where it brings down, like, a shade, like an automatic shade. Um, like over the glass, which is really cool, and I don't know, I like stupid shit like that, so <laughs> I got impressed by that. And that's pretty much it, man. That's uh, that's it so far. Uh, today we went out to, uh, we just like walked around a little bit around this area here in Hyderabad, and uh, you know, we went to a mall. We took this little like a. Uh, like, to me, it looks like, you know those, at least in New York, if you're not from New York, maybe you have something similar to it, but, like, those guys that, like, uh, pedal bikes, like, in Central Park, and there's, like, a little carriage in the back, um, and, it, and you know, they pull you around. It looks like that, but instead of being a bicycle, it's a motorcycle. And there's a bunch of those here in India, like, um, those, like, little tiki 
cabs or something like that. Um, and we took one of those uh, up towards like a mall area. We went to a couple malls just to like look around and stuff. Um, which were, you know, they have like their Indian garment like section and stuff like that. Like with all the sar, not saris, but well, yeah, I guess saris and like Indian looking attire. And then you have like um, the Americanized fucking Europeanized, you know, like tourist fucking sections and stuff like that. So that was a cool contrast to see, but it looks like any other fucking mall that I've been to. A bunch of fucking overpriced uh, items and stores and stuff. And, you know, a lot of the common names, Nike, Adidas, fucking Levi's, like stuff like that. And then a bunch of other shit that I never heard of. Um... And what else? Then we walked. We literally wound up like walking all the way back, because um, we, we were like uh, like haggling with uh, like those uh, little uh, cab driver guys. And obviously, you know, whenever you're anywhere uh, foreign, you know, people see tourists and you know they want to beat them over the head. And uh, we wound up, you know, just taking it in and it, you know wanting to take in more of the more of India. So we, we just wound up like walking all the way back. It was probably like a mile you know it wasn't a long mile 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 and a half or something like that um and uh yeah we wound up walking back these like the we, the cab that we took over there he charged us I think like 50 rupees or some shit like that which I'll tell you guys right now exactly how much that is cause I got a little converter on the phone here uh 50 50 rupees 50 rupees is 75 cents <laughs> in New York um and what should we call it so we took that and then like on the way back like for a shorter distance because we walked like a bunch of the way back it was like this dude wanted to charge like 150 rupees or something like that so it was which, which is what fucking two dollars like two thousand thirty cents but um uh it was like the principle of knowing of knowing like yo you're trying to beat me over the head you know so fuck you <laughs> so then we just like kept going to there's like a shitload of them like everywhere and they're like stopping you um or stopping next to you and asking you if you want to ride like every fucking half a block um so i just kept like haggling with like different ones and i got like one dude down to like 60 rupees and then um, when we got that guy down to 60 rupees and the next guy wanted like 120 or like something like that and then like when you say no and you walk away then they knock off like 10 or 20 rupees um, which is funny but um, whatever <laughs> we were having fun like just haggling with them and shit like that and walking and and by the time we knew it like we were already like at the hotel so we just finished like walking the rest of the way and um, that's pretty much it man the the hotel is dope it has a pool which I haven't gone to yet it has a gym which I definitely haven't gone to yet. <laughs> I should. And um, has a couple restaurants. We had dinner today at a at a Thai restaurant, which was really good. Um, and there's another, I think like a bar- barbecue restaurant joint or something like that, which I haven't tried yet. And then there's like the, like the main like buffet area, place where they serve like the continental breakfast and. And and stuff which I had this morning actually and it was really good. It was um uh they have like this 
separate like omelet station where you like order your omelet like to your liking and they make it in front of you um and give it to you and then uh, the rest is like buffet style they have like all the cereals and pastries and um then more uh traditional like indian um type uh, breakfasts and stuff like that and um i fucked with uh, a little bit of everything and it was pretty cool I had a good time and that's pretty much it guys it's the weekend still we've left new york on thursday night we got here like the madruga on saturday morning uh the madruga for my non-spanish speakers uh out there is very early in the morning it was like three or four or five in the morning or something like that when we got to the hotel and um yeah it's pretty much been it today's the first day they were actually like went out and actually did stuff tomorrow we have planned to have breakfast and then go out to uh like the shopping like market area as well as what else we're gonna go see i'll read i got a little uh touristy fucking pamphlet here i'll read to you guys what it is i'm definitely gonna take my camera to these and brought it with me on the trip i was like skeptical if i was gonna bring it or not um i figured if it fits, I'll bring it and, um, uh, you know, I'll assess the situation here. I don't want to be the only idiot rocking a fucking expensive camera walking around. Um, but I saw, like, a bunch of people, like, just in this area, like, with their own cameras and shit. And uh, uh, so it shouldn't be a problem. I, uh, I'm glad I brought it, though, because then, you know, these places that we're planning to visit, if they look as dope as they're described and... As, uh, in their pictures and stuff like that it should make for some really nice pictures to put up on the website at uh, spontay.com forward slash photography if you guys want to check that out uh, the first place we are planning to see tomorrow is called uh, Golconda Fort it's a fort standing atop an isolated hill this fort is spread over a radius of 3 kilometers and now lies deserted this legendary fort is a proud producer of the Kohinoor diamond. The massive structure with a walled enclosure with eight gates originally belonging to Kakatiyas, Kakatiyas passed into the hands of the Bohemians. No, Bahamanis. I was way off. <laughs> uh, the Qutub Shahis. The fort is famous for its built-in acoustic effects whereby a clapping of hands at the entry gate can be heard at the top of the fort some 61 meters high with a rich history this fort in ruins will fascinate you a sound and light show in the evening is an added attraction blah 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 i'm not gonna say light show because we're going in the day um then the second place that we're gonna visit is kutub Shahi Tombs, which is uh, about a kilometer from the Golconda Fort, lies this cluster of graceful structures. This is last. This is the, I guess, the last resting place of Qutub Shahi Dynasty, where seven out of eight sultans are buried. The tombs are built in Persian, Pathan, and Hindu architecture architectural styles using gray granite with stucco ornamentation it features an annual nazal festival 
and other cultural entre entreaties. And I'm gonna check that out mañana as well. And that's pretty much it, guys. That is what I got so far. Again, this is recording number one of the Sponsor Day podcast. I'm your host, Tony Ortiz, from Hyderabad, India. Uh, today's date here is May 31st, Sunday. And right now it's 12.22 a.m. Back home in New York, it's like nine and a half hours before, whatever that is. So it's like the middle of the afternoon over there. <laughs> and that's pretty much it, guys. I'll uh, keep doing these uh, as I go. You know, probably not every day, but every few days. And uh, let you guys know how it's going. All right, later. What's up guys, welcome to episode, not episode, what the fuck am I saying, I'm out of it Welcome to recording number two of the Sponsor Day podcast from India, Namaste um, What was I going to say, right now, right now in India, it's Wednesday, June 3rd at 5.09 a.m. And back home in New York, it's Tuesday, June 2nd at like 7.30 p.m. Some crazy shit like that. It's uh, fucking rough because <laughs> I have to work on like during the week. I have to work. Uh, it's at nighttime here, but I have to work like daytime shift hours from back home to be on the same page um so yeah adjusting to that has been the toughest part of the trip i would say and uh, whatever i guess it's part of the experience um and last time i recorded was what saturday saturday or sunday was the last time that i recorded and i updated you guys on oh no it was before that it was before i actually went out to to the places that I told you guys I was going to go to, which uh, we went to, and it was dope. We had a really good time. We went to the Golconda Fort, which I'll read you guys from the little brochure thing here. It's a fort. I think I read it last time, but whatever. It's a fort standing atop an isolated hill. This fort is spread over a radius of three kilometers and now lies deserted. This legendary fort is the proud producer of the Kohinoor Diamond. You diamond aficionados, let me know what that is. Um, 
the massive structure with a walled enclosure with eight gates originally belonging to Kakatiyas passed into the hands of the Bahamanis, the Kutab Shahis. The fort is famous. I just butchered the shit out of all of those names. The fort is famous for its built built-in acoustic effects, whereby a clapping of hands at the entry gate can be heard at the top of the fort, some 61 meters high. With a rich history, this fort in ruins will fascinate you. And yes, it did. One of the the guys at work um, that works here in, in India was telling told me a, a bit of like the history of it, and he was saying like that those like built-in acoustics were to like warn every you know every soldier that was holding down the fort that like an enemy is approaching and obviously you know there was no like walkie-talkies or cell phones or whatever like back then so they literally used to like stand in certain spots where they could clap and the it actually like echoes like throughout like not the entire thing you know depending on the specific area that you're in but each area has like a radius that it, it reaches and it was pretty cool to see um, that shit was huge. It was, well, first off, it was like 105 degrees that day. Um, if you guys are listening to this, uh, you know, now or, or you know, close to when I'm recording it or, you know, down the line in the future sometime. Right now, there's a heat wave going on in India and uh, something like up to an approximate 1,500 people have, have died from the heat wave. Um, and, you know, it, it's gone up to not here where, where I'm at. I'm, like, in the southern part of India. It's called uh, Hyderabad, Hyderabad. Um, but more north, it's, it's a lot uh, warmer. It's, like, 125 or up to 130 or something like that. Down here, it's it's been it hasn't been that bad to be honest. I was expecting much worse. It's it's hot, you know. It's hotter than what I'm used to. You know, I'm used to New York, fucking hot is 80s, nine low 90s. Over here, it's been fluctuating between like 95 and 105. Um, and imagine climbing a fort, and you know, walking through the whole shit three kilometers, and you have to, you know, it's a steep like incline. And you're going up, like, rocks and shit like that and stairs that, you know, the shit's in ruins. Um, but it's a dope experience. I took a whole bunch of pictures and with my new camera. And hopefully they come out nice. I want to, like, upload them to my computer when I get home and, you know, go through them, organize them and shit, and try to post something on the Facebook fan page, facebook.com forward slash spun today. By the time this is released, that should be up. If, well, yeah, it will be up, because if not, then I won't release this un- until it is, so go check it out. Uh, Facebook.com forward slash Spun Today. That's uh, pretty much where I'm going to set up all these pictures and stuff of my experiences in, in India um, on the weekends and stuff, the touristy shit. And, yeah, that was one place that we went to. Then from there, we went to a second place. Which we're wasn't actually, actually the Kutub Shahi, most likely. Um, that's the place we were planning on going to, but the driver got confused and took us to a different place. And which is Chomah- Chomahala Palace. That's the place that we went to. 
and this was let me read again from the pamphlet built between 1857 by the nizam's chow palace eventually became the official residence of the nizam comprising four palaces in mughal and european styles chow palace was also where all the ceremonial functions including the ascension of the nizams are and receptions for the governor general were held and this shit was huge you want to talk about concentration of wealth this shit is fucking huge four palaces in one they have fountains and vintage cars and weaponry and like the whole shit is turned into a museum so you walk throughout it through different rooms through like their old like living room and and I don't, I don't even know if you could call it a living room. They literally have like there was one in one of the one of the four palaces. There's like a it's like shaped picture like a square in the middle that and it's like open like to the sky like in the middle but like the square around is um picture like doors to the side of it like walking into like indoors. Um so each length of each uh, length of each side of the square was a corridor of without exaggeration at least two dozen different doors so you have like 24 doors you know straight ahead of you it looks like one of those um you know like those mind illusion fucking trick things that it's like a mirror within a mirror within a mirror and it's like it's smaller 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 or like if you draw a square within a square within a square within a square it looked exactly like that four times over so you know you're looking in you're you're looking and walking in one direction it's like 24 doors you look you know you make a right another 24 doors you walk that way you make another right you know like a fucking square um and that was one part of one of the four palaces within the fucking whole estate and that was sick and it was cool to see though because it's it's from like the thing says from like the 1800s 1850s and you see like their old uh china is is like completely like intact and stuff they have it like you know behind glass and stuff it's like museum style um their old like fucking forks and knives and trays like all kitchen utensils their old fucking uh what's it called like bureaus like fucking you know, like bedroom sets and like stuff like that um chandeliers they're all clothes, there's children's clothes, um, and it's pretty sick, like, to see, like, old school shit like that, I found it fascinating, it was pretty cool, fountains, vintage cars, they had, let me see if I have here, there's a couple of pictures that I just took on my phone that weren't, um, you know, weren't, like, camera-worthy pictures, but would be cool for, like, the memory of it, um, Let's see. There was a Rolls Royce. I'll tell you guys from what year. Uh, fuck. I don't know if I wrote the year down. Give me one second. I'm just sifting through my phone. And no. I didn't write it. Um, but whatever. It's from 1850s, the, the place. Uh, that it was built, so I'm guessing somewhere between like then and like the early 1900s. 
you guys could fact check whenever fucking Rolls Royce was making cars, but it was sick. It was like old school cars like that. It was really cool. Um, what else? What else was there? Went through the pictures to see if I remember anything else. It was like old, oh yeah, uh, like old jewelry, like like stone rings and and fucking earrings and just like the jewelry they used to rock back in the day, <laughs> back then I guess. Um, it's fucking royalty. It's sick. It's sick to like just walk through and just like picture like thinking back like them just walking through their house, fucking chilling in their underwear, <laughs> fucking royalty. It was cool. It was interesting. Um, what else? That, oh, you know what was, what was, like, fun and crazy and weird? The, when we were in the other place, the first place that we went to, the fort, the Golconda fort, there was mad people, um, there, right? And it's, a, like, a big, like, tourist attraction thing, but there's, um, you know, like, the people that live in India, um, and they were there, and we, we like seemed I guess like exotic to them or different because you know there's obviously a it's like uh it's the word I'm looking for it uh, India's like homogenous in terms of its people um, there's a shitload of Indians and it's not like you know New York where you have like a mix. Of people, or I guess, in most like big cities like that in the U.S. and and shit that people immigrate to, so to them like we were getting like a lot of like looks and stuff. Um, not so much me. I'm Dominican. I have like tan skin. I look fucking Indian. I could pass for I guess. Um, but all the like white people that I was with, my coworkers and stuff, they would get like double and triple takes, and it was hilarious that it came to a point where. Um, people were literally coming up to us asking to take pictures with them. They were like, can we take a picture? Can we take a picture? Like, entire families, like, full families, like, the parents, the kids, fucking little cousins. <laughs> and it was cool. If, uh, and literally happened, without exaggeration, almost a dozen times, I would say, without exaggerating. Like, different people that stopped us, like, throughout the whole... We were there probably for, like, almost two hours, like, climbing the fort. Um, throughout, like, the whole process, um, people, like, wanting to take pictures. And, like, when one person would do it, like, three other people would come and be like, oh, can I have one, too? Can I have one, too? Because um, I guess, like, the first person, like, broke the ice. And it was funny. It was cool. Acting like fucking celebrities for a day, I guess. And um, that was pretty fun. And what else? That's pretty much it. That's all I could remember right now. If I think of anything else about those places, I'll let you guys know. Um, then, you know, Monday through, through Friday, there's not much going on. It's work pretty much. And it's just a bitch adjusting to the time because then like on the weekends, obviously we, we go out there in the day. Right. Um, but then we work at night on Monday. So we sort of kind of have to like try and stay up like all day Monday after, after we, no, I'm sorry. We have to try to sleep on Monday, like during the day, even though, you know, we just went out during the day on Sunday. So Sunday night we're tired and, you know, trying not to like fall asleep so that we could sleep a little bit during the day on Monday and then go to work Monday night. 
Like I'm going in like New York time. It's like six six PM I'm going in. And then working till four in the morning, New York time. I'm sorry. Um our time here, India time, IST. And New York time that equates to like nine to fucking no, eight thirty in the morning to like six thirty at night or something like that. And it's just a bitch to make that adjustment, you know, like especially like I'm feeling it the first couple of days. And it's it's whatever, it's part of the experience. Um, not gonna get into too much of like work stuff because I like to keep that shit separate. But everybody there was super cool, super nice, uh, really sweet. You know, they welcomed us. They had like um, these like flower petal like arrangements like in the middle of like a huge like floor. Um, like when you get out the elevator, like a big space, and it just spelled out that you know our our company welcomes yours and blah 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 and it, you know. Had like a big flower, like flowers shaped into like a flower arrangement type of thing, and it was all like done by hand and really meticulously. And it was must have taken forever to do, and it was really cool. And everybody there has been cool, and so far on that front, so good. I got invited to drink tea a few times. Uh, it's like a customary thing um, here in India. And I had a masala tea, they call it. It's like it has like a gingery flavor. It looks orange. It looks like a almost like a muddy orange color. And you know, I wasn't like expecting the tea to look like that. I'm used to fucking like cheap Lipton fucking tea bags in hot water. You know what I mean? That's like transparent, but this was like a thick orangey um, looking thing, and it was really good. It had like a ginger taste to it really really good and um supposed to go again tomorrow actually but yeah i'm all out of whack with fucking like time like timing and stuff i just like ask one of my coworkers when we get back back to the hotel you know when's you know what time is the car coming tomorrow and then just set my alarm for an hour before and whenever it rings just get up and go you know and then i don't know you just get fucking lost like in the work and you know it's long hours it's like nine ten hour days like while you're at work and it's at nighttime and when you, I get back, it's like can't go to sleep right away because you want to sleep during the day. And, you know, I get back at four in the morning, so I try to stay up for a few hours, but then I have to eat something. So I eat breakfast at night. I mean, well, to me, it feels like night because I'm just getting home from work, but I have breakfast to then stay awake a little bit more and then go to sleep instead of staying awake. You know, like you normally do after you have breakfast and, you know, then go to sleep. And then when I go to work, after work, I'm having, or in the in between work or whatever, I'm having lunch, which is really my dinner. And I don't know, <laughs> it's just all, all over the place. It's confusing. And it's just an adjustment. I want to see how hard it's going to be to adjust because that was like the first weekend to work experience. I want to see after a full week of, you know, by like the fourth or fifth day, I'm guessing my body's gonna be more accustomed to it. And then on Saturday, having to, having to, uh, to flip it again, you know, to flip it to a daytime schedule because we want to go out and do shit during the day. Which I even told told um, the guys I worked with, they invited me to like a cricket game that they play um, every not every weekend, but they, every so often. 
and they were like, um, you should come out with us. We go Friday after work. And my, in my head, I'm thinking, you know, Friday after work, like, oh, yeah, definitely. I don't have plans Friday. So I'll go with them and do that. And then Saturday, I'll go uh, do what we have planned with the uh, Charminar uh, place that we're supposed to go to. But I'm not factoring in the fact that Friday after work is technically already fucking Sunday. Because, you know, we get out at 4 a.m. So I'm not going to be able to do both, obviously. And we'll see if I could reschedule the, uh, like the cricket game. It'll be fun. You know, where else would I fucking play cricket? If you're going to play cricket, might as well do it in India, right? And uh, what else? What else? What else? That's pretty much it, guys. I'll continue to keep you guys updated. Wanted to update you guys on, uh, you know, those things before I forget um, all the details of it. And that's pretty much it. Stay tuned for more recordings from India. Cheravoga, Uchwasala, Gamarake, Nishwasala, Nike, Nayama, Nane, Marchi, Yeruganantaga, Novala, Unavela, Ninalone, Nindipokala, Nizalokira, Kalalatone, Kala, Yapana, Nizala, Jada, Niven, to Melakubai, Kale, Chupe, Marpidi. What's up, guys? Alright, this is recording number three of my trip in India. Um, it is Friday. Well, here, it's Saturday, June 6th at 5.48 a.m., and I just got back from work, um, back to the hotel room from work, probably like half hour ago or something like that, no, a little bit more, like 45 minutes ago, I got here like at 5, <coughs> and now the dilemma of working nights during the week and wanting to do shit on the weekends is coming into play. Because we have plans to go to a local market um, where, like, all the local shop and shit like that. And where we could get shit for cheap. Um, And it happens to be nearby one of the, like, monuments here that's famous. Kind of like a Statue of Liberty type of thing from back in New York. It's called and like the surrounding area around it is the actual market so we're gonna kill two birds one stone and go there and check that out in a bit because uh, the sun is already up and we have to do it during the day obviously and uh, we have planned to meet up at 9 30 in the morning which is about four hours from now oh uh, no not even three and a half hours from now and yeah it's gonna be a bitch but you gotta grind through it uh, so we could take care of that and you know see a couple things we're also gonna try to see um a tomb the tomb that we were supposed to see last time where the driver got confused that i told you guys about uh we're supposed to see that next 
and let me just read you guys from the places to see pamphlet here what the the place that we're going to go to tonight is or not tonight uh in a few hours <clears throat> it's called charminar and it is a magnificent edifice a magnificent a magnificent edifice it epitomizes Hyderabad and marks its 400 year history built by ruler Kuli Kutub Shah it stands 180 feet tall the four minarets soar to a height of 48.7 meters each above the ground small mosque small mosque is located on the roof of the edifice close by is the colorful shopping center of bridal wear Atar, which is perfume, and the traditional Hyderabad glass, lacquer, and stones, studded bangles. Bangles are bracelets, um, which I'm planning to get a shitload there. Supposedly, that area is like known for their bangles. They're supposed to be dope, and they're good like souvenir gifts for for chicks, for females, right? Um, and yeah, that's what we're gonna check out. I am taking my camera, so you guys will be able to check out facebook.com forward slash spun today and check out all the pictures. And I'll probably try to do something, something like dividing, I guess, like different. I forget how Facebook does it because I don't fuck with Facebook too much, but dividing the. I don't know, like picture albums or something like that into like podcast one, podcast two, podcast three. Um, however, like I spit out this recording and, you know, so I could like, you could easily match up to like each episode with like the photos that I'm referring to or, or whatever. So try to make a mental note of that and <laughs> remember to do that. If not, then whatever. Facebook.com for I spun today. It'll be like a big ass, um, album with all pictures of India and stuff like that. Um, and it's pretty much it. It's going to be a bitch. I, like I said, I got home from work. I ordered room service. So I'm going to pause this when it comes. I'm going to get like a sandwich and some fries. Um, and, you know, uh, maybe take like a power nap for an hour. And if I could even fall asleep, which is, I'm not even sleepy, so it's going to suck because I'm going to crash later. And that's pretty much it. Um, let me give you guys an update on the week. Work has been really cool. Um, beginning progress on that front, as well as getting you know more familiar with the culture and the process of you know how things work. You know, just working at night and um, just dealing with a different culture, basically. And it's been a pretty cool experience so far. Like I said before, everybody's like super friendly and nice. It's a traditional thing to take you out to to drink tea and. I've gone to tea or coffee and or coffee like mad times already because <laughs> it's like everybody like wants to take you and they want to be the one to invite you and it's kind of like a customary thing and we've drinking ginger tea and masala tea and um, you know traditional coffees that they have here as well and it's been pretty cool um, today actually the group that I'm training they asked me yesterday if they can do like a little potluck uh, for me, and they, like, went home and, like, cooked. Some of them cooked, and some of them uh, purchased, like, traditional foods. 
and I was a little scared at first because, you know, being from outside the country, like, I guess when you visit any country, um, your stomach is sensitive to, like, their regional, like, spices and, like, shit like that. And, you know, like, the water and whatever. Um, but, you know, it's a hell of an experience, you know. You're not going to get that type of, like, authentic experience, you know, just eating, like, hotel food and shit like that. So it was worth the risk. And I took it and I said, yeah. Plus, I didn't want to be rude and be like, nah, <laughs> I don't want to eat your food. Um, so, yeah, it was cool. It was, you know, it's 13 people that I'm working with right now. And, uh, like, they all brought something. It was awesome. It got super full. We ate a lot. Um, I felt a little bit like an oddball because, like, I can't eat with my hands. Like, you, anybody that knows me knows that I'm a little, like, OD when it comes to that. Like, I overdo it a bit. I, like, even, like, if I have, like, a big burger or fucking pizza with, like, a lot of toppings on it or whatever, like, I would have to eat it with a fork and knife, like, a little pansy. Um, and if you didn't know um, something about India, they literally eat with their hands everything, um, which is, you know, traditional within their culture. Like, you know, you could be eating rice and beans or chili or like anything it's literally with your hands and you like you ball up the rice with your hands and you only eat with your hands they don't use utensils but you know i couldn't do that so <laughs> i had to grab one of the spoons like the serving spoons um that we were using and i ate with that so kind of felt like an oddball but whatever they're they're used to you know dealing with more uh, i guess like american cultures as well so it's not like, they were looking at me like I have two heads or anything. And what else? Um, but, yeah, it was really dope. really appreciate them doing that. It was a sweet gesture and, you know, gave me an, an opportunity to, to try different things. They've also been bringing, like, snacks, like, throughout the week, like, sweets, um, which I've been trying as well. And I actually wrote a couple of them down. I had Chicote, which I'm going to put pictures up. It looks like, you know what it looks like? You guys remember those, those uh, like, Cheetos that come in a green bag that they're, like, little round circles? It's, like, a light green bag. And I think they're Cheetos, but whatever. One of those, like, cheese fucking, like, potato chips or whatever. Um, it looks like that. Well, in terms of shape and, like, consistency, um, it looks like that. But it's a little lighter in color. It's not, like, orange. It's... Um, like a yellowy, like a yellowy, like a bland yellowy brownish color. And it looks like it has like some seasoning on it. Um, that was decent. I had that with some platano chips, which fucking Dominican. I have platanos coming out my ass. And pause. <laughs> I've, um, you know, really exposed to platanos being Dominican. And uh, we had that one day with tea. They brought me something called uh jellyby jellyby and that was like super 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 greasy it was like some sort of like like dessert thing that looks like like a bunch of little like squiggly lines but um picture I'm trying to picture like squid you know you know squid like not when it's like calamari um like cut up like calamari like in those little round things not like that, like squid squid, where it has like the little dangly fucking tentacle things. Picture that, 
like that dangly part like you know like the stringy dangly shit um but like for like a baked good type of thing and it's so greasy that the dough is like almost transparent and it has like sugar on it like super greasy like i could only literally could only take like two little pieces of it one because just looking at it fucked up my stomach and two because it was just like so sweet and greasy it was just like like too much um so that i didn't like too much um what else then today for the like the potluck thing there were a couple things that i liked which was the basmati veg biryani um by veg i mean like they call veg like vegetarian uh short for vegetarian like one of the girls in the in the session in the training asked me are you veg or non-veg i was like what so that's like commonly how it's phrased veg or non-veg um so this was a basmati veg biryani which is a rice that's made for special occasions uh biryani is a regional dish that hyderabad is known for which is mad good i really like that um and i'm actually gonna try to get some biryani from like the supposedly the best place in hyderabad for biryani uh, which is nearby the the hotel here and that was dope one of the kids uh not kids one of the guy's mothers uh made it and it was really good then the next thing i like was butter chicken which is actually like a punjabi dish uh they were telling me but it was really good too it was slightly spicy that they ordered um from outside and that was really good those are the two things i like the most roti i've had i've had some of that uh puri i had um also which is similar to roti but it's deep fried roti is more like grilled um that's like it's like that flat bread and i've had you know both of those back home um what else then there is an interesting tradition that they have which is after like after a meal between like the uh like the main course i guess and the dessert it's traditional for them to take some rice and then pour something on top of it called raita r a i t a i believe it's spelled raita and it's like a garlicky uh it's like a curd they said which i don't i don't even know what the fuck curd is but it's like a curd made with like uh, carrots and garlic and something else it, it looks like a milk like a milk basically with fucking carrot slices in it and they pour that on the rice you know mix it around with their hands cuz <laughs> they eat with their hands which is weird to see um for me and um they eat that like to end the meal basically um i guess it's like it has some palate fucking cleaning um fucking capabilities or whatever capabilities is not the right word but you know what i mean hopefully and um i tried that i didn't like it too much and then for dessert we had barfi um which is really really uh which is pretty good it tastes exactly like dulce de leche if any dominicans out there um or anybody that's had dulce de leche is like um dulce de leche loosely uh not loosely but translates to 
um, sweet of milk or like candy made of milk or some shit like that. Hold on a second, guys. Perfect. You work long hours, huh? Pardon? You work long time, long hours. No, no, actually, I'm taking a night shift, sir. Oh, okay. That's right. <laughs> thank you, sir. Yeah, thank you. So when I should come back for the clearance? Um, maybe... 30 minutes? Yeah. Okay. So after 30 minutes, I'll be coming, sir. Perfect. See ya. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Have a good day, sir. You too, buddy. I unpaused this so you guys could hear the room service, dude. Uh, my sandwich is here. I'm going to take a picture of it. It actually looks pretty fucking good. One second. There you go. And I'm going to eat this shit because I'm starving. And then I'll... Uh, finish off and telling you guys uh, the rest of the update. All right, I'm back. And um, the sandwich wasn't all that, actually. Wasn't that good at all, actually, but I ate half of it because I was hungry. And beggars can't be choosers, right? Okay, so about what was it? Like the potluck that we had at the office, and yeah, I think I wrapped up whatever it was I was speaking about, if I'm not mistaken. Um, something that I wanted to touch on that I that I brought up with the group, and I was like speaking about just to get their their insights on, and just to give you guys context, like the group I'm training is range everywhere between the age of like 24 and 29 or something like that um and you know born and raised in india um there india has a lot of arranged marriages uh the majority of marriages actually are arranged marriages and <clears throat> um that's interesting to me you know what i mean like where we come from we don't have that or back in back in the states um at least not in this like traditional sense and it's that some people said it's like 60 40 um 60 percent arranged marriages and 40 percent uh love marriage that's what they call it which is like sad to hear um some uh but only like one or two of them said that most of them agree that it's somewhere between like 80 and 90 percent arranged marriages and you know 10 to 20 percent love marriages and that's fucking that's not even the most interesting part but it's fucking i don't know i can't picture that shit an arranged marriage the, the way they told me it works is that they do have a choice but that it's up to the parents to speak, you know, to look for, uh, it's up to the guy's parents specifically to look for, um, a girl and, you know, it's based on like her family and shit and they speak with the girl's parents and then between the two, they arrange, they arrange their marriage. 
and then the couple gets to meet and then um i guess the girl and the guy both have a say in it um they stress that so i guess maybe that's like a misconception or either that or they wanted to cover the fact that they don't have a choice <laughs> one of the two but it seemed like it's a like common misconception or something like that that um they have a choice so at that point if they decide not to one or the other then the parents just continue searching and i think they have to be of the same age or at least within the same age range and from the same community or town like they have to live like within the same area and um two of the two of the guys in the group are married and they they were both arranged marriages one of them actually just had a baby um and uh i asked them this is uh the part that i found the most interesting uh well before i get to that then the other the other alternative is the love marriage um which is you know two people what it sounds like they fall in love and get married <laughs> which is it sounds like so weird to have that as the less common scenario um but you know different cultures right it is what it is and i asked them uh how do they feel about that like you know being i was coming from the angle of you know being like a younger generation maybe that's something they're like oh you know we do it because it's tradition but you know we don't really believe in that and like the tide is changing type of thing but they were all for arranged marriages there was one girl or something in the group that said that she wanted a love marriage but um the majority of them said that they they want uh an arranged marriage and with that's the part that i found most fascinating and they they felt like uh, an arranged marriage was uh better than than a love marriage and i don't know i just found that that even more fascinating and interesting than the fact that they actually have arranged marriages is the fact that they prefer arranged marriages to love marriages at least within that sam- sample size of 13 individuals between the ages of 22 and 29 and I don't know that's fucking fucking weird to me but um something that I asked them actually was was what the divorce rate is and they were like oh no they were like divorce is like it happens but it's like if it happened it's like super super rare they were they made it seem like you know every fucking 30 years one person gets divorced or something (laughs) you know what i mean so i guess in terms of efficiency fucking arranged marriages is the way to go (laughs) i mean back back in the states i told them that the divorce rate is somewhere between like 50 and like 52 percent or some shit like that um so apparently the love marriage over there doesn't work (laughs) but um over here either they really fucking it's really taboo to get divorced maybe that's what it is and but if not then whatever i guess you know that matchmaking arranged shit works it works well i mean they seem to be happy the ones that are married and in terms if you compare it to uh divorce rates it's pretty efficient unless they're just like living together like miserably or something like that and i guess you can grow to love someone if you if you're arranged to like be with them and kind of like each other's company and choose to get married you know love is something that can be developed you know it's something that uh, i think i've spoken about this before in my opinion anyway you can either have like that instant attraction love at first sight type of fairy tale uh thing going on 
or you have the type of love which to me is more like practical and more common which is you have some of that uh first type mixed with uh hard work and dedication and compassion and and compromise and working towards building something together um which is the how all together mixed uh, what am I trying to say all those things together mix into be the soil the rich soil from which love blooms <laughs> I don't know what the fuck I'm saying um, but yeah I thought that was interesting as fuck that arranged marriage thing and what else oh something else that I found interesting so far here in my uh, one one full week actually uh, today Saturday is one full week of being here in India and it's the last thing I'm going to say for this session is the the fact that um, there's no AC like AC in like hallways and in elevators which is weird and this is not just in like you know little weird areas or whatever that have like broken AC or something. I'm um, talking about like the hotel, for example, which is, you know, uh, like a fancy-ish hotel. There's no, you know, once you walk out of the room, you obviously have AC in the room. Once you walk out of the room into the hallway, there's no AC, so it's like really hot. In the elevator, no AC or ventilation or anything like that at all. It's really hot. And same thing in the shopping malls um, that we went to. The the elevators uh, don't have AC. And in the building that I'm working at, which is like a brand new, you know, state of the art like building, it uh, the, in the hallways, in the staircase, everything, you know, completely hot as hell. It's like a hundred degrees outside, so and like humid. There was like thunderstorms and shit like that yesterday. Um, and there's no AC, and when you get in the elevator, no AC, and I just found that interesting and different, because you know fucking spoiled American <laughs> used to having AC like everywhere you fucking walk into and that's pretty much it guys that's what I have so far that wraps up the first week here in Hyderabad India hope you guys are uh, hope you guys I don't know somewhat kind of sort of feel like you're along for the ride like uh, in this trip and you know um, able to describe the experience thoroughly enough to at least make you feel somewhat like you're uh, part of it or like behind the scenes like type of thing that's like my goal here with this and if not then whatever go fuck yourself <laughs> all right guys until next time కొరుక్కు తిన్న కళ్ళు చూసి నంతనే మనస్సు నవ్వే మొదటిసారి ఎన్ఆర్పిది ఎడారి ఎండమావి ఉప్పెనై ఉంచలే కలే కాదుగా నీ వల్లనే భరించలేని తీపి బాధలే What's up folks? Tony here. I hope you're enjoying this podcast as much as I enjoy producing it for you. 
here are a few quick ways you can help support this show. You can support the Spun Today podcast by going to spuntoday.com forward slash support. There you'll find my merch section where you can cop the iconic podcasts versus anybody t-shirt in a wide variety of different colors and all different sizes. Also, if you're into cycling, you can cop the super soft, comfortable, minimalist design Spun Today Bike Club t-shirt. Also available in a bunch of different colors and all different sizes. There are a few other designs of different types of t-shirts. Definitely go there and check it out. SpunToday.com forward slash support. It's the merch section. We can also get a dope coffee mug. I have coffee mugs with the brand new redesigned Spun Today logo on one side and the tagline that I end every show with on the other which is start taking steps in the general direction of your dreams. The mug is available in both black and white because we don't discriminate here at the Spun Today podcast. Again, go to spuntoday.com forward slash support and check out the merch section. You can support the Spun Today podcast by checking out my writing. You can go to spuntoday.com forward slash free writing and check out some of my free association writing, which is intended to be some cathartic free writing but oftentimes doubles down as motivation for myself and others. At spuntoday.com forward slash short stories, you can read a bunch of the different short stories that I've written and actually listen to the audiobook versions of those short stories there as well. Another way you can help support my writing is by going to spuntoday.com forward slash books and checking out what I have in store for sale. Digital copies are available in all formats whether it be Kindle, iBooks, or a different type of e-reader. You can also purchase paperback copies, if that's your preferred reading method. Currently available, I have my nonfiction, Make Way For You, which is a collection of freely written thoughts that were curated and put together as tips for getting out of your own way. Also available is my debut time travel novel, titled Fractal. Again, go to spuntoday.com forward slash books to show your support. Support the Spun Today podcast by following me on social at Spun Today on Twitter, at Spun Today on Instagram. Please also check out and like my Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash Spun Today, and subscribe to my YouTube page as well. On my YouTube page, not only will you get these full length episodes, but you'll also get to check out some chopped up clips and bonus content. To get to my YouTube page, just search Spun Today on YouTube or click on any of the YouTube icons on the footer of my website. Also, don't forget to rate and review this podcast wherever it is that you're listening. It really does help. The Spun Today newsletter is available to each and every one of my listeners absolutely for free. All you have to do is go to spuntoday.com forward slash subscribe and drop in your email address. What I'm going to do is brighten up everybody's least favorite day of the week by delivering five curated things within my weekly newsletter every Monday at noon. You're gonna receive a photo of the week, a recommended podcast of the week. I listen to tons of podcasts from an array of varied interests. I cherry pick the very best ones so that you can check them out. I also share a video of the week, which can be anything from a tasty recipe to a dope rap battle to an enlightening TED talk. I also share a quote of the week. And finally, for my fellow wordsmiths out there, a word of the week, so that you can step up your vocab. Again, this curated list is yours absolutely free by going to spuntoday.com forward slash subscribe and dropping in your email address, and you can unsubscribe at any time. Again, go to spuntoday.com forward slash subscribe, drop in your email address, and you'll get the very next one. 
If you want to help support the Sponsor Today podcast financially, you can do so by going to sponsorday.com forward slash support. Here you'll find a few different ways that you can do so. You can shop on Amazon, but first go to my website, sponsorday.com forward slash support. Click on the Amazon banner, which will take you to Amazon's website where you do your shopping like you normally do. It will not cost you anything extra, but I will get credit for driving traffic to their website. Another cool way that you can help support this show is through Patreon, where you can set up reoccurring donations to my podcast, whether it be $1 per show, $2 per show, etc. And depending on how much you choose to pledge, you will receive some Patreon perks in return. Things like free writing pieces, free bookmarks, free digital copies of my books, etc. Again, my Patreon link can be found at spuntoday.com forward slash support. You can also set up similar reoccurring payments via my Ko-fi page. And if you want to send a one-time happiness bomb donation, if you will, you can do so via my PayPal link. Again, all of which can be found at spuntoday.com forward slash support. If you're a fellow creative, a cool way that you can help support the Spun Today podcast and actually be part of the podcast is by filling out my five-question questionnaire located at spuntoday.com forward slash questionnaire. Here you'll find five open questions related to your craft, your art, what inspires you to create, what type of unrelated hobbies you're into, and what motivates you to get your work done. You can choose to remain anonymous or plug your website and your work. And once you submit your questionnaire, I read your responses on a future episode of the Spun Today podcast. It's completely free at no cost to you. And what I like to say about it is that if your responses could potentially spark inspiration in someone else, why not share that? spuntoday.com forward slash questionnaire. And as always, folks, substitute the mysticism with hard work and start taking steps in the general direction of your dreams. Thanks for listening. I love you, Aiden. I love you, Daddy. I love you, Grayson. I love you, Daddy.